Hey, welcome everybody to Trice Talk, Tuesday Night Live, and I'm Donald Wayne. And I'm Dennis Lee. And you're Dennis Lee? <laughs> I hope so. Are you Dennis Lee? Oh, okay. Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. What the world was that? Jeez. Something, something's not right in Wonderland. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You'd almost think that we're at Mission Control or something, you know? Uh, some <laughs> some kind of NASA experiment with all the technical stuff that goes on around I mean, here. I mean, what in the Sam Hill? Well, to tonight, tonight it was it was my headphone because I only heard you out of one ear, but it was the right ear instead of the left. So I'm like, this is just not even right. Am I am I in both of your ears now? Uh, the music's in one ear, and you're talking in one ear. So, <laughs> so you're still God. not in stereo, but uh, that's as good as you're going to get. Well, you know, the funny thing is, if it's if you can find any humor in it at all. Um, I got a message from uh, Podbeam. What? Actually, I'm sorry. Actually, you are still in the left ear, not in the right ear. I had the headphones twisted around. Oh. <laughs> well, if you okay. reverse them, I mean, it's going to reverse the ear that you hear it in. Yeah, but you're, you're only coming out of one ear, Donald. Like. <laughs> well, never. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. So the message that I got back from Podbeam was, um, I hope you received our correspondence the other day about your problem that you were complaining about. Oh, uh, and if you're having a doctor's visit, yeah, if you're continuing to have the same issues, please let us know again. So I send them an email and say, I didn't receive anything from you the other day, and yes, the problem is still the same. So, um, these folks just aren't. Johnny on the spot with any help at all. I don't think they've ever resolved an issue for me, come to think of it. I don't remember one thing I've ever complained about that they've actually given me an answer for. So, Truth. So, um, Yeah, because I've run a test. I've played my Spotify through my phone thinking my jack was all janky and uh, it was working out of both ears just fine, so... Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still using, to. still using the borrowed mic, so I'm not quite sure that maybe this mic may not, since it was used for uh, streaming with games. I don't know. It may not. Uh, it may it, be monoed. It, it may be mono. Uh, e mono e mono. I don't know. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I may before. I may get a chance to try another mic. I'm not going to go buy another mic until I'm sure no. the problem is not our good uh, folks. Sw switch back here and real quick. You may notice a slight echo. Hello, 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 hello. Well, we can do anything we want to right now at this particular yeah. moment. <laughs> we can. Particular juncture. So, we can uh, yeah. do whatever we want. Yeah. Uh, so, 
can you hear me all right? Because this just mic. Out of the left ear. Okay, but I mean, but is yes. it is it not, not too loud? It's loud, but you're. Is not it distorted. loud? Well, it how's loud. this? Is that better? That's is loud. That better? That's loud. Yeah, and it's funny because every once in a while you'll hear a noise on the right side of the headphones, but it goes away really quick. Okay, how's that? That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not yeah. as intrusive. The, the, on the drum. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I wouldn't want to uh, intrude on your drum for any anything in the world. I would hope you wouldn't. I, you know, it's just the volume. The whole everything's wanky. Not having well, my old like microphone that. and Thank all you. the other stuff that I'm used to. Wanky. So, um, I, I swear, there ought to be an easier way to figure out, you know, what your problem. are. I know, are. And, and now, I, well, in general or just... Well, <laughs> all-inclusive, I should say. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. All by ourselves... Um, All right. Well, has everybody gone on vacation? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I saw. Uh, uh, I was sent the news today that uh, this is not on script, but that Cummings is taking a break in his podcasting. Did you see that? Yeah, a lot of people are. John DeVito, I think he's finally bidding farewell, and um, yeah, I'd heard about uh, Cummings and. Yeah, it's uh, people are getting burned out on the bean. They're not getting the most bang for the buck. Well, you know? Cummings said he cited you know issues. It was been a bad year, and I oh okay well, some that's things life life issues probably. So you know I, I can I can see that. Uh, well, Vito yeah. said a couple of months ago that he was going to stop doing uh, his podcast. I believe. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, hey, about, yeah, a little over a month ago. Hey, hey welcome, Chong. Chong Cheryl, is that what that uh, says? Yeah, I believe it is. Okay. Uh. Golly, it's, it's so weird me talking and not being able to hear myself as well as I used to with the other microphone, I, I swear. So, I don't know. Uh, so we're just, we're kind of experimenting tonight a little bit with some things because we're having some... Uh, technical issues but uh yeah, i guess it happens so if you only hear me in one ear it's nothing we can do about it right now yeah. <laughs> of course some people might rather hear me in just one ear than two well, I don't know. this is true yeah. you might you might not want them in both ears <laughs> um so before we go to what i actually had on the topic list that i sent you i i did kind of wanted to mention just a little bit about I've been reluctant to say a lot about uh, Surfside Florida just because you know there's so many statements being thrown around and so and there's not really a lot of new information other than right. some speculations from news media because of supposedly letters and emails and documents they've received that transpired you know uh, Back, back two or three years ago. Yeah. I think 2018 is when they said that oh, okay. last inspection was. Oh, okay. Uh, but, you know, I, 
of course, it's the main thing on the news, usually at the top of the hour. And and uh, I felt felt so bad today listening to some of it and uh, and some of the stories. There was this one guy on there that uh, he was in a unit and the 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 damage stopped at his neighbor's unit. Oh He's, yeah, and his neighbors, yeah, his yeah. neighbors died, and uh, yeah. and. He took a picture of the debris in the hallway showing, of course, I couldn't tell much from it, but it's just such a bad thing. And in some ways, and not certainly on that scale, but, you know, being a maintenance man for a number of years in apartment buildings, that was always one of my biggest fears was that I realized that a lot of the work that I did and a lot of the decisions I made about some critical issues, you know, could have ramifications if I'm wrong and have affect the safety of others yeah you don't really I mean certainly not on the scale of of that kind of structure I've never well I did have one mid-rise building under my supervision one time but it's just it's an awesome responsibility and I always erred on the side of caution and if, if I couldn't say definitely something wasn't going to happen bad then I always encouraged my owners to spend the money and, and rectify the problem. Um, but, you know, they're they're talking now about, you know, they recommended that certain work be done, and uh, it was going to cost millions of dollars. I think this guy that, that you and I saw on the news was saying something like they were telling the residents that it was going to cost them I think he said either eight or nine hundred dollars a month for so many years. Yeah, yeah, for the next uh, fifteen extra. years. The fifteen. For the next fifteen years. Yeah. To to pay for this work that needed to be done. Yeah. So that's I know a lot that of money. I would and have they, to move. Then, well, yeah, because then they want to raise your <clears throat> your your rent every year too. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Hey, Doss. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And, and I know it's a lot of money, and I would hate to think that that was the decision or the deciding factor that caused them to wait so long. But then, as I was getting ready for the show tonight, and I was looking at a few details, I noticed that there, and this was from some publication in, in the, from the BBC. I don't know how they got this, and I couldn't find it in the American news, but they, they said that some work had already started on the roof of this building but they had they didn't have plans to start anything on the uh, the basement area which i'm thinking if the building was in danger of of collapse or or failure that uh, i would have started on the bottom before i would have started on the top but oh, definitely and there's a, a a detailed article on the internet that uh right explain explain how Water seeping through concrete could cause a building like that to fail because of all the rebar and stuff that you is used to reinforce the concrete. Because, you know, we, we think of concrete, unless you have experience with it, as, as being pretty impervious to, to damage, even though we know water can soak into concrete. Right. But uh, the water gets into the cracks in the concrete and gets into the rebar, as the rebar rusts, it starts to expand, which causes more cracking, 
and then ultimately failure. But I remember we used to have, uh, with the company I worked for, we had a couple of apartment complexes that had uh, parking decks. And personally, there's some parking decks, like at the doctor's office and stuff, that I really hate. I don't like to be in those parking decks because <laughs> I think about those five or six stories above me, and I'm always looking for, you know, issues in the concrete. But um, right. uh, we had some on some old buildings that uh, that we had to have inspected when I was in the business because there was water seeping through the concrete in the middle of the parking garage. <clears throat> Jeez. But, yeah, I, I just, like I say, it when you're dealing with maintenance issues of uh, when you've got hundreds or even thousands of people depending on you to make the right decisions it's it's pretty rough it's it's a lot of pressure and fortunately i never had anything that severe those kind of decisions to make but you know i i knew a, a apartment complex where a water heater blew up because somebody didn't maintain it properly and fortunately no one was killed but uh you know, water heater explosions can can uh, do It'll a lot of damage. Take the roof off your house. Yeah, and, and and you know, kill you as well. So, I, I know I, back in the day when I did some plumbing work in Texas, they were putting the uh, water heaters in the uh, in the attic. That'd be yeah. a nightmare. You know, let that. Uh, that um, <laughs> that relief valve start going off and it's the not TMP valve. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's you know leaking all through the ceiling. Uh -huh. oh, that'd be a nightmare. Oh yeah. Well, I actually looked at a job last week where uh, you know a lot of people still put air conditioners, uh, HVAC systems, which mine is actually both the <laughs> minor in the attic as well. But right. if they leak, uh, they oh, can cause right, a lot yeah. of sheetrock damage. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's. You know, it's I. I I feel for those those people, and and when you see them on TV and they're talking to them, it's just like, I, I just can't imagine. And of course now, uh, now people are already going forward with lawsuits. So there's going to be a lot of people that were involved in the decision making process that I feel like that are going to really, you know, face a lot of scrutiny here in the next several months. And well, of course, they, they, they said, I'm sorry, they said the. The guy that they interviewed, he said he was actually the first one to yeah. file a lawsuit. He said, look, we're, it's going to happen anyway. I'm just going to get it over with. Right. Um, he said everybody's going to be lining up to do that, which, you know, they will. Hey, Jess Duck. Hey, Jess. Yeah, and, of course, uh, also, I, I didn't really think about it before because I always think about insurance covering people. Hopefully, everybody had insurance. Uh, but... Uh, that that same guy I believe Dennis Lee was saying, and of course all those people that are in that building they're still facing have to make mortgage payments next week, you know. Yeah, well, that's not not going to happen. Um, pay um, pay mortgage on a pile of rubble. <laughs> yeah. So no, no. Hey, just so. Um, but and of course one last point about that, Joe Biden is going down there. I don't know if it's tomorrow or Thursday. I'm thinking it's Thursday. But he's going to go visit. Did you see that in the news? Yes, I did. And he's taking the first lady with him. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure that it'll be comforting to have Joe Biden on the scene there. 
It should be. Maybe he can whisper into what, their ears. What will be but, fun know, is is to have Joe Biden and uh, Ron DeSantis in the same photograph, or in yeah, the same. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, you know. Although when something like that happens in our country, you want to see the president, um, you know, extend support and you know, come down there. Because if it had been anybody else, you know, let's think if it had been Trump, they would have been crucifying him if he was not down there the first day. Oh, yeah. So, you know. But I feel like it's expected for the president, no matter who it is, to come down there. Just like um, it's expected for them to come down to the border and check that out. But, you know, um, not not more than 90 days later. So, uh, I, I was watching a, a report on Tucker Carlson tonight. They had some guy that's been down there a while, some reporter. And while he's filing his report live... There's a raft coming across the river with four or five people in it uh, with the coyote, uh, you know, paddling the raft over. And they let the people out on the bank right there behind the guy that's doing the report. I mean, so these people aren't worried at all about us seeing them come in illegally. It's that's never I don't think that's ever happened. In the history of, of illegal border crossings, that people are so bold now, they'll do it in front of TV cameras. They'll do it in front of the uh, uh, the border patrol, and uh, and then the guy that's facilitating it, the coyote, who I guess works for the cartel more or less, uh, you know, they they don't do anything to him. You'd think that they would at least arrest him because he was on Americans. Uh, uh, I don't say soil because it's part of the river, but he was on the American side, so it seemed like they would have had uh, uh, the authority to arrest him. Maybe they should start arresting these coyotes as they come in here. But it's just it's just like somebody was coming to visit. So I don't know. Uh, I shake my head, scratch my head every time I see these reports. Now, when you think that the news can't get any more stupid or we can't see insane things go on in the news uh just wait give it 30 minutes yeah so it didn't it didn't take but a minute all right so i i extended that little opening lot longer i did and i didn't do what i was going to so if you want to do your first thing i'll come back to mine because i i'm I talked about this, my subject, a little bit last night on the mini, well, actually, it was the whole subject on Minipod, but I have to address it just a little bit again tonight with you, but go ahead and do uh, one of your things, and I'll I'll grab a shot of whiskey over here. Uh, okay, and while I do my thing? Okay. <laughs> yeah, why you? <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, where am I? Um, oh, did you hear about the boat um, from the... From the uh, from the House to remove the statues of the Confederate leaders from the U.S. Capitol building. I did honestly. I I didn't hear about it, but I didn't even know there were any left. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I didn't either. Honestly, um, I said yeah. Uh, they want to replace um, the bust of Roger B. Taney, the U.S. Chief Justice who wrote the 1857 Supreme Court decision that said people of African descent are not U.S. citizens. Um, I could see a problem with that, right? Um, yeah. 
the vote was 285 to 120, with 67 Republicans joining Democrats and backing the measure. A similar bill uh, was passed through the House last year on a 305 to 113 vote, um, but it didn't advance to the Senate that was controlled by Republicans at the time. Hey, BP, welcome. Hey, BP. Um, House Majority Whips uh, James E. Clyburn, the Democrat out of South Carolina, uh, pointed to the January 6th ca- attack on the Capitol. Um, you know that uh, some of the some of the supporters then of Donald Trump were carrying around uh, Confederate flags. So what did he say? He said there are still vestiges that remain in this sacred building that glorify people and a movement that embrace. Uh, embraced that a flag and sought to divide and destroy our great country. The legislation will remove these commemorations from places of honor and demonstrate that as Americans, we do not celebrate those to seek to divide us. Um, so, you know, and, and I'm not saying those statues need to say, stay up. I mean, um, if they were, you know, had thought about this, they probably should have been gone a long time ago. But then, you know, you get it get into a really sticky area when you start erasing history because uh, not all history is good. But you could also see where, well, hey, this um, statue is in a place of glorification because it's at the Capitol building. Is it there, you know, marked as a bad point in history? You know, maybe they need to put a different sign beside the statue or something. And, and call it, call the, call the gentleman out for what he is, or what he was. Um, I don't know. I'm really well, torn on that because if we erase all the bad history, um, what do we have to teach anyone with? Which they're not. They don't want to teach anybody in school anyway. They want to teach that, you know, um, if, if you're white, then you're a racist anyway. So right. Um, um, is what you know it's 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 a really sticky area my question is dennis lee and i'm not saying that uh i don't really have an opinion right this moment about whether or not they should spend time removing these statues but my question is why are so many people focused on targeting all these things in our history that they want to remove i mean you think about it uh last year they really got busy with they just forcibly tore down statues. Now this year that Biden and his cronies are in office, now they're looking at, you know, getting rid of some more. They're trying to erase as much as they can erase in such a short period of time. Don't we have more pressing issues in the country right now than mm-hmm. I, I, I would I wouldn't even know who the guy is if you weren't doing this piece i wouldn't know who he is and how many people in this country actually know who that is and if you don't know who they are why would you be offended and why not put a placard name in the sob if he had slaves or whatever right um for what he was that this is so and so um you know and blah 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 and put that on there and people learn um it's not i don't you know i i just if you erase all the history well, you know, what do you have? If you don't leave only uh, the good things, um, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what did it, they kept saying that uh, hate has no place in our society, let alone in the halls of Congress. Again, you know, I get the the complaint. Let's join together as Democrats and Republicans to send a stronger message that people's 
house should reflect the very best of America. And then you bring in old uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy out of California. Um, to, he argued that many of the statues or items the bill would remove were tributes to Democratic politicians from the past. <laughs> McCarthy then argued that an academic theory that focuses on systemic racism itself is itself racist and tied into today's Democrats. He said all the statues being removed by this bill are of Democrats. Democrats are desperate to pretend their party has progressed from their days of supporting slavery, pushing Jim Crow laws, and supporting the KKK. But today, the Democratic Party has simply replaced the racism of the past with the racism of critical race theory. So, um, let's see who else do you have chiming in. Oh, it's poor. Pelosi chimed in on it. Um, she said that the opportunity to right the wrongs of history are starting here in the U.S. Capitol. Uh, my opposition to uh, other Republicans uh, spoke out and said, my opposition to the bill, um, Barry Loudermilk said from Georgia, said my opposition to the bill isn't because of the goal that we're trying to achieve, but it's the way the majority continues to skirt procedure. For the second consecutive Congress, this bill was rushed to the floor without a hearing or markup in the Committee on House Administration. And then you got a Democrat out of uh, California, Zoe Lofgren, um, uh, said uh, Americans must never forget the country's shameful past in which slavery and segregation were the norm, but that individuals who sought to break up the union to preserve state-permitted racism need not be honored. Well, don't honor them. Um, like I said, call them out. Put something there, you know, to, to point out who they were and what they did. Um, you know, another one, Lofgren said, it's long past time to remove from a place of honor in our nation's capital the statues and busts of those who favored war against the United States in support of a so-called government founded on a cornerstone of racism and white supremacy. When will the Democratic side ever admit that they had a big part, not them as individuals themselves, from today? That would be like saying any one of us used to uh, you know, own slaves or anything like that. But they cannot admit that their party had a big hand in the founding of the KKK, in the founding of the racism that they so speak of. Well, the South were so, Democrats, primarily. Yeah, right, right. Uh, right. So, you know, with their logic, Dennis Lee, why don't we erase the Democrat Party, force them to change their name, because the, their name is symbolic of the racism that they supported in, you know, in, in, uh, in the early, 19, uh, early 20th century. Um, it. So how do you, you know, they're selectively removing things that they want to point at and say this is bad. Uh, if you want to go so far, uh, Joe Biden probably should have never been elected president because of the, <coughs> quote, racist uh, attitudes that he had back, uh, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, against uh, people of Indian descent. So... Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, well, yeah. even even black Americans with with some of the the crime legislation and things that he 
proposed or supported and and some of the comments that he made so you know why is it that they're being selective and and then certain people get a pass but other people do not right. uh, and they're picking out a bunch of dead people you know from over a hundred years ago two hundred years ago <laughs> um, that's their targets well and I'm not saying that these individuals need to be glorified in any way I no. mean, and that you know people the the people in the halls of Congress have known the history of these individuals for many, many decades. So why is it just now uh, coming about? And, you know, don't get rid of history. Just point out, you know, what's positive and what's negative. Put a damn plaque beside it. Say this, you know, SOB right here, um, you know, favored to having slaves. And, you know, uh, just highlight it. You can't If you erase it, nobody ever learns anything. Give people an opportunity to learn from history. Um, I just think that there's so much crap wrong in this country right now. Why in the world are they spending that kind of time? Those are the kind of bills they're working on in the Congress? Yeah, that's true. Worried about removing statues and and, uh, censoring people that they don't like or or people that they want to call racist? Uh, Let's fix the homeless problem. Let's fix the border. Let's right. fix. Uh, what was it? I saw a story about San Francisco and and their tent city thing, and how many mm-hmm. millions of dollars that they're spending on the tent city. I mean, I, it's, it's frustrating that this is what they're doing. This is the first order of business of the Democrats when they gain control. Is let's start erasing. Let's start silencing people. They're looking right. at ways to fundamentally change this country into what they want it to be without actually focusing on things that are are going to be good for the country as a whole and uh, it's, it's you know good lord why are we paying how do these people keep getting elected is is my question it's a very good question Donald pelosi Ray. and joe biden under the standards that the Democrats have right now, should not have ever been elected president of the United States because he's just yeah. as part of that good old boy system as right. just just about anybody that they could name. And you know, to have the friends that he had and bragged about it, even Hillary Clinton, uh, that were known KKK members, and yet he gets elected president mm-hmm. by people who say that white people are racist. What? Tell me the logic. I don't know. I couldn't really tell you, Donald Wayne. Um, but they're doing the good of the people. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. God uh, bless their everlasting soul. I love it when they come on the news and say, yeah, the, the approval rating of Joe Biden, because he's done so much in just yeah. the five months he's been in office. What? Yeah. What? He's put us in such a deep hole debt-wise that, you know, uh, your children's children's grandchildren will be trying to pay it off if they ever can. Uh, it's just uh, there's something wrong with the value system. Yeah, it's not likely to get any better anytime soon, Donald Wayne. I know, but I see encouraging things every now and then, Dennis Lee. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, a glimmer I, of hope. I truly do. I see people getting pissed off. Speaking up, um, I, I just see signs that 
people or even Democrats who, who may have voted for Biden seem to be bothered by some of the things that have been allowed to go on and the things that the Democrats are focusing on before anything else gets done in the country. Um, so can I throw my little piece in here? You know who? Um, <laughs> you no, throw I, I throw my little piece in there. <laughs> ah, da, ha, ha, ha. Where's the laugh track? <laughs> oh, that's the drum. How's that? Hey, try the meatloaf. We'll be here all week. Hey, Um, I, like I said, I did a little. I did this on uh, mini pod last night because I saw this story yesterday about this Gwen Berry who. Uh, was participating in the Olympic trials up in, uh, where was that, Oregon, somewhere in Oregon. Have you seen that story, Dennis Lee? Uh, Eugene, uh, Oregon. No, no, that okay. was, no, I did not. I didn't know they were having Olympic trials. Uh, I, I guess it makes sense that they are. But So anyway, she's uh, part of uh, a group that was uh, – trying out for the Olympic trials in Eugene, Oregon. And she's a hammer thrower, by the way. Have you ever seen oh, hammer thrower? Oh, I have heard. I did hear. I did hear of her plight. Oh, the hammer uh, thrower? Okay, that, yes. that rung a bell, didn't it? Yes. So, uh, she's exactly, been... Exactly, Doss. Exactly. She's been uh, very forthcoming about her feelings about uh, our country uh, and she even has stated, you know, that that flag and that national anthem do not represent her, which is kind of hard to understand when if she's an American. Um, but anyway, so, you know, the, the I guess they were out there receiving their medals. And uh, the, there was I only in the picture that I posted, there's only one person, uh, a, a girl standing on the platform and then she's standing behind her with her back turned the other way. So when they, she wasn't expecting them to play the national anthem. Well, they did while they were out there getting the medals and she got upset. So she turned her back to the flag and, and uh, then before the national anthem was over, they say she covered her head with her, with her uh, t-shirt or whatever she had with her. And um, let's see, or maybe it's her jersey. Uh, I was trying to, I was looking for her words here. Uh, and of course, then they ask, uh, that question was asked of, uh, President Biden. I don't know if you saw that as well, whether or not, uh, you know, what his feelings yeah, were about that. I, I and, heard his feedback on that. I wasn't, and, you know. and Saki, but Saki more or less, she, she, uh, spoke for him. And, um, so anyway, Long story short, you know, she does not support our country. And she said in, in an article I read last night that she basically, her whole purpose of gaining the notoriety and going to these trials and participating in the Olympics is so that she would have a platform to tell people how, how bad the United States is. Mm. Now, I'm thinking to myself as I'm reading that is – so, 
you're representing our country. You're representing your country, yet you're saying you hate the country and you don't support its flag, you don't support its an- national anthem, la-da-da-da-da. So right. why in the hell do these Olympic Committee people allow people with that kind of attitude? Now, I, I said last night, I support her right to have that opinion and feel the way that she feels. But I also think that it just doesn't make sense that you're putting your, you know, you're willing to participate in, in the Olympics re- representing a country that you basically sound like that you don't like mm-hmm. and that we're stupid enough to give you that platform. So uh, there was an article today that I read. Uh, he was, uh, and I don't think I can say his name right, it was Mike Urizoni. He was uh, 1980 Olympic men's hockey captain. And he was commenting on that, and he's, you know, he basically said, you know, if if you're on the Olympic team, you're representing this country. So if you have such a problem with this country, why would you want to represent the country? Um, I, I just, you know, I, I just think it's ridiculous. I think it's, you know, they were also talking today about all these athletes that have use their platforms during the games you know after the games on their own write a book you know if you if you feel this way about things write a book or i'm sure there's plenty of liberal news organizations that will uh interview you and give you airtime but when you're on the field and you're wearing the the uniform of the united states olympic team i i question whether you uh whether you should be able to protest and and especially disrespect the country that you're representing what is what is the logic in that right. so uh, some people are calling for her to be dismissed from the team I don't that probably won't happen just because so many people are afraid to to make such an issue out of that but you know free speech they it's amazing how much free speech gets tossed around in this country except if you're a conservative and you're speaking out about the things that the liberals are doing, then all of a sudden you lose your right of free speech. It's a mess. Of course, I don't don't watch the Summer Olympics anyway. I I like the Winter Olympics more. I like the skiing and and some of the ice skating and stuff and the slalom races, but... uh, Yeah, it's the sloth. The (laughs) But... (laughs) Anyway, like I said, I support her right to feel the way she feels about the country, but yeah. I don't support her right to do it when she's in the uniform of the country that sent her there um, and she's representing. Why would we let somebody? Would you hire somebody to work for your company that hated the company that you worked for and knowing that every time they go out in public, they're going to do everything they can do to let people know that this is a lousy company? Nobody would do that. And the first yeah. time you did it, they would get rid of you. So yeah, no, that, I don't know about all that. Let's stop putting up with this bull crap. And you know, uh, there's there's other platforms for doing these things, letting people know your personal feelings. Right. God I mean, knows. Get it together. All right. So I'm through with uh, Gwen Barry. Bless her heart. Bless her ever love. But she looks heart. angry. If you look at the picture on Facebook that I posted last night, she looks angry. 
but they say that's because she wasn't she said that they disrespected her by playing the national anthem while she was out on the field yeah that was the other other comment all it takes is a couple of stupid ass comments for me to just like you know what you know just lose it lose it yeah, lose it George gets angry. George is getting angry. <laughs> they disrespected her by playing the national anthem for the country of the people that just won the medals. And right. uh, I, what what logic is that? Somebody tell me. I don't know. Uh, she'll probably get a, a deal with Nike and, uh, you know, have all kinds of uh, advertising deals. Probably because of her views, and so it's bound to happen. Well, okay, George um, is finished. Okay, George, did you hear about an organism that could be evolving and flourishing on Venus? Is that it's Nancy not Pelosi? A, it's, it's not a flytrap. No, no, that's definitely not Pelosi. Um, <laughs> But now I've got a little clip of it. It's quick, and it'll give you a little insight. I thought it was kind of neat. Okay. In 2020, planetary scientists made a momentous discovery. They detected phosphine on Venus. Phosphine is often produced by living organisms, meaning Venus just became a likely candidate in our search for extraterrestrial life in our solar system. But now, according to a new study by researchers at Queen's University Belfast, if there is life on the hot, inhospitable world, it's probably not like anything we've encountered before. The problem, according to microbiologist and study lead John Halsworth, is there isn't enough water on Venus, even in the clouds where the planet has better conditions. Here's how the researchers outlined the Venus water predicament. Water activity acts as a potent determinant of functionality for microbial cells, so it's also a key determinant of habitability. No organisms we know of can survive without a water activity of greater than 0.585. On Venus, even in the clouds, which are actually mostly sulfuric acid, water activity only rates less than or equal to about 0.004, which Science Alert points out is about 100 times drier than the aforementioned threshold for microorganism survivability. Though the experts say that doesn't necessarily mean nothing could hypothetically survive and flourish there. It just wouldn't be like anything else humanity has ever seen. Hmm. Wouldn't that be interesting to see what that's like? That sounds pretty dry. It makes me itch already. Um, whoa, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, not for long, Doss. <laughs> yeah. we, won't, we won't mention anything on that. Um, uh Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, Venus is so close. Do you think we wouldn't have already figured out if there was life on Venus? I uh, would think, but, you know, maybe not. Hmm. You know, we've got so many things that we've got to figure out. You know, just all the different planets. I mean, we're just scratching the surface of so many. You know, the moons around Jupiter. Um, you know, we're landing on Mars left and right. It won't be long before we branch out to the other planets, I don't blame. See if they can sustain life like old Mother Earth here. Well, I don't think I'd be going to a planet closer to the sun than we are. I think I would move away just a hair, you know? Well, I would really be surprised if they even, uh, you know, were able to find life on Uranus or someplace like that. <laughs> it would uh, be well, there you quite go, astounding. <laughs> It'd be quite astounding. 
<laughs> he got it in early. Let's see. We're only 44 <laughs> minutes into the show, and he he landed on Uranus. Okay. Oh, that's for you, BP. Oh, <laughs> yes. But, yeah, I thought that was an interesting story because I want to know. I would like even an artist's rendition to see what that what that life would look like, that it was so, um, you know, it's not – is it's not even dependent on water so what what would something like that look like a, a gaseous you know um well see that's the thing more of a gas gaseous type animal <laughs> our science has always said you know we've looked for we we say our scientists say that you know so many planets don't have the right conditions for life as we know it and we assume that every kind of life that might be found in the universe may be dependent on water. I mean, is it not conceivable that there could be some organisms that don't need water on some right. foreign planets? But um, that's that's just that's inquiring minds would like. I to don't know, know Margot. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but that, that was interesting. Yeah. I, of course, Venus has always been one of those planets that's been kind of like a, you know, well, Mars was always the one that we thought about with aliens coming in. That right. was always the butt of many of the alien movies. Right. Uh, Venus was always kind of that mysterious planet uh, of love and whatever. Uh, you know, I don't know. And then... And then, you know, look at your anus and it's just full of gas. Um, Gosh. So. (laughs) What do you, you sit there thinking of ways that you can work that in? Is that what you're doing? So, BP, are you still out there? (laughs) You're not even responding to his anus and uh, his anus is your anus. Oh, Lord. It's just, it was bound to happen sooner or later. Okay, okay. Well, was, that's all we have for the planets. Don't bring that up anymore. Uh, actually, my next story was BP's story, and I'm I'm not going to do it if he's not there. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe I will. Anyway, <laughs> um, of course he is working, right? So maybe it's, yeah, he's working. He may. I mean, have, take it easy on him, Donald Wayne. He's, that's he's right. Trying to make a check. That's right. Uh, he doesn't have time to listen to you talk about Uranus. Well, everybody has time for that. <laughs> so BP sent this story, uh, this link to a story. That's the one that I I was clicking on the other night when you were talking on Sunday night. And it's all it is is it's a video on uh, YouTube. And uh, I watched it today. It's about 17 uh-huh. minutes long. And the title of the video is, Was 2020 a Simulation? Simulation for yeah. what? Not a stimulation, but a simulation. Uh, and so it's it's some group that puts on these videos. Uh, it's called the Science and Math of the Simulation Theory. So mm-hmm. basically what, I mean, and there's there was a lot of technical stuff in this video that was kind of over my head. And... Right. Um, but let me summarize it the best I can. There's this group of people who are trying to determine whether or not our mere existence 
is a simulation. Say, like, uh, I no. guess uh, the thing I want to, the only example I can think of is the Matrix, you know, where they're existing in this world, and it's not really a simulation. I guess that's something that they they plant into their conscious, subconscious, or whatever. Uh, but so th this theory is that all of this around us is a simulation, and it's not really necessary necessarily happening. <laughs> it's, okay. <laughs> it's it's you'd have to watch it if if you can dissect it and come up with a, a different uh impression about it it was it was interesting but there was a lot of technical stuff in there that i, I couldn't keep up with Jeez. but it, it it was comparing our simulation in life to a video game and they were talking about how how in the near future they're going to have video games so realistic that You'll almost think that you're living that that story in the yeah, video BP, game. BP says, did you like it, Donald Wayne? I liked it, BP. I was just, like I said, it's a little bit over my head. There was a lot of technical stuff in there, but it certainly raised some questions that, that were, I, I found to be interesting. Um, I well, never knew that, that anybody was, way? huh? What was that? What? I mean, what were your questions that were raised? Well, how somebody even came up with the idea that this life is that we're living is a simulation and and not not a real thing. Uh, I, I read some of the comments that people made because, like I said, it's on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to try to post it on our Facebook page. Uh, there's not. Uh, it had to do it the old-fashioned way, which is, you know, sometimes a challenge for me, but. Um, it's just it's the concept that maybe this isn't really a life and it's a simulation is uh, kind of strange. Did you understand it, BP? <laughs> can you give a better explanation of it than I can? Because some people were commenting that, well, what if our simulation is just a simulation of another simulation? <laughs> he said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were hoping that I could figure it out? Uh, maybe maybe, um, maybe if Dennis Lee will watch it. Like I said, it's only 17 minutes long. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, it's way out there. That's all I can say. It's way out there. But it was interesting. Because it's kind of like the Matrix theory. You know, could is, is something like that possible? And and you know, two three hundred years from now, could maybe, be. maybe. Who knows? If you let Democrats stay in control, it'll probably happen sooner than later. <laughs> but Jeez. thanks for sending that in. I it certainly gave me uh, a perspective on things that I've never actually thought about before. And that's all I have to say about that, Dennis. That's all I have to say about that. Um, so uh, I've got something that will take us back out to California again. And it's something that we've actually talked about before. Um, 
about people taking advantage of the old stimulus packages. And they've just recently found four Californians uh, guilty for defrauding the PPP program with stolen identities, no less. Um, we almost need no. to have slightly on here. Can you imagine that, Donald Wayne? That somebody in California would actually try to defraud their government. It's, it's unheard of. Unheard of. Must have been Republicans, I guess. Uh, probably. Um, gun-toting Republicans. A federal <laughs> jury found four California residents guilty of submitting fraudulent loan applications to obtain millions of dollars from coronavirus relief funds to buy items including luxury homes, gold, diamonds, motorcycles, and designer clothing, and Farm animals. No, I just threw that in there. Farm animals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little Farm sucklings. Animals. Little sucklings. They, uh, uh, the U.S. Department of Justice said in a statement Tuesday the individuals were convicted on June 25th of using fake identities to scheme over $18 million from the Paycheck Protection Program. Um, so there's some good old tax dollars at work. Um, they were from Encino, California, um, and I'm not even going to give the validity of their names there. Uh, Each was found guilty with one count of conspiracy to commit bank fraud and wire fraud, 11 counts of wire fraud, eight counts of bank fraud, and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering, according to the Department of Justice. Um... Each of the individuals used fake, stolen, or fabricated identities, including the made-up identities of Luia Zadko and Victoria <laughs> Kauchko to submit loan applications. Um, you know, Are they Russians? I, well, I guess they thought they were Russians, but um, you know, they're—I uh, believe they're. Well, I don't know what they are. I'd have to look at it. Um, uh, he, he said the defendants then used the fraudulently obtained funds as down payments on luxury homes in Tarzana, Glendale, and Palm Desert. They also used the funds to buy gold coins, diamonds, and jewelry. Well, you know, they do run that commercial a, a good bit about buying gold. I mean, they couldn't go wrong there. Um, luxury watches, fine imported furnishings, designer handbags, clothing, and a Harley Davidson motorcycle. I mean, you can't go wrong with a Harley. Um, yeah, California has flagged down several instances of fraud since the creation of the PPP and additional COVID relief programs. Um, you know, and then they had a 38 year old man in May uh, for fraudulently obtaining $5 million from the PPP program to purchase luxury cars and holiday vacations. What's behind door number three there, Bob? Well, it looks like a fraudulent PPP loan and a luxury car. Um, horrible. You know, a, a report in March uh, by the House Coronavirus Oversight Committee found that around $84 billion issued as a part of the federal program were potentially obtained fraudulently. Yes, I said we got scammed for 84 billion dollars um but we're getting scammed for more than that you know every time they write a check but uh what a mess 
you know, they're wrapping up efforts to bust down, you know, to break, uh, to uh, crack down on these people. But, and that was out of Newsweek, um, article out of Newsweek. But yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, $86 billion or $84 billion. That's, that's a lot of denado den- there. Well, add that to the all the money that was fraudulently sent overseas. Did I say Donato? What? Denaro. Yeah, oh, I think de- I said Donato. Donato. I don't know what a Donato is, but if you can get eighty-four maybe billion it, of them, go after. Maybe it. it's in Denmark or something. Hey, welcome, Daniel. <laughs> but yeah, with all the money, add that to the money that they sent overseas. I mean, what? organization in this country is well known for wasting money and sending money to people who shouldn't be getting money in the first place besides our federal government it's just right they it's they act like it's no big deal oh well we wasted another couple million billion dollars i mean you know we're just going to tax you and get it back anyway yeah, good luck with that. Scandalous, Dennis Lee. It's scandalous. Scandalous. Indeed, Donald Wayne. Um, I didn't know this was a thing until I saw this article today. I was, I was looking for something a little different than what I normally talk about. But this was a... I mean, California's... <laughs> I don't know. I have to be careful because I don't I don't want to offend any good people living in California, and I'm sure there's a lot. Um, but this is from Newsmax, and it says that um, California banned state travel to Florida and four other states over LGBTQ laws. So you know, you'd think on the surface, what? What difference does that make? And they're talking about official travel, you know, uh, that the state is paying for, uh, not the residents being able to travel. That would be, I wouldn't surprise me if they didn't try that. But it says California added five more states, including Florida, to the list of places where state-funded travel is banned because of laws that discriminate against members of the LGBTQ community. Uh, and that was announced by the state attorney general on Monday. Uh, the attorney general said that they added Florida, Arkansas, Montana, North Dakota, and West Virginia to the list that now has 17 states where state employee travel is forbidden except under limited circumstances. Why would they be traveling to those states anyway, Dennis Lee? Exactly. I mean... Maybe in this time of economic uh, woes and all of the stuff that we've been through in the last year and a half, the last thing we need the state governments to be doing is sending their employees to other states, you know, on conventions and and whatever junkets they want to send them on. But uh, anyway, this, uh, who is this guy? The uh, state attorney general says, make no mistake, we're in the midst of an unprecedented wave of bigotry and discrimination in this country. And the state of California is not going to support it. There you go. 
the lawmakers in 2016 banned non-essential travel to states with laws that discriminate against lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people. The 12 other states on the list are Texas, Alabama, Idaho, Iowa, uh, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, Mississippi, and Tennessee. So I guess the only uh, that kind of limits their travel to the uh, West Coast. Uh, I mean, I know there's some other states in there up in the Northeast, but uh, the five states newly added to the list have introduced bills in their legislatures this year that prevents transgender women and girls from participating in school sports consistent with their gender identity. Uh, and they block access to health care and allow the discrimination of the LGBTQ community. Uh, skip down here. There was a part he was talking about. Arkansas just passed a law about a month ago about transgender athletes. Uh, let's see. Arkansas passed the first law in the nation to prohibit physicians from providing gender affirming health care to transgender minors regardless of the wishes of their parents or whether a physician deems such care to be medically necessary and I remember that story uh, being on Fox News I was thinking that the the governor of Arkansas vetoed that bill but I, I could be mistaken but basically you know what they were trying to to do is prevent minors from being able to uh, you know, go into uh, gender reassignment uh, surgeries without, you know, some kind of approval of the uh, of the parents, and so that's upset the people in California. True. Uh, uh, the state law has exemptions for some trips, such as travel needed to enforce California law and to honor contracts signed before the. Uh, states were added to the list. Travel to conferences or out-of-state training are examples of trips that can be blocked. Well, I hope so. You don't need to go anyway. Um, but, you know, that uh, the latest thing that upset them was that Arkansas law. And, again, I thought that the governor had vetoed it, but maybe they overrid his veto. But, you know, it's amazing how liberals are okay with uh, enacting laws that take away uh, parental rights, of, you know, with their children. And um, I saw some special on, I think it, was, it may have been Fox or it could have been another station, about a lot of uh, minor kids that were uh, going in for gender reassignment surgeries and then regretting it afterwards and uh it's 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 you know and they and they were allowed in the state they were living in to to go around their parents wishes and go ahead and do it anyway so that's what arkansas was uh pushing back against so hey i don't think any of the states are going to miss the people from california traveling to their states but right. i could be wrong <laughs> I could be wrong. They they take too many trips anyway. Oh, we need to go to uh, Hawaii for some training on how to 
I don't know, <laughs> to do something that uh, they could learn, or why don't they just do it online or do the networking stuff, you know, like everybody else did during the COVID? Right. Why do they have to get a ticket to go to Hawaii or some other exotic place? You know, that's not what they're there for. So good for them. Keep them in California. Yeah, keep them right there. We, uh, we Georgia we wasn't like on the list, but we wouldn't miss you if you didn't get to come out here, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, did you, you know, we talked about, you know, talked about briefly, uh, Sunday, you know, uh, Seattle and, and Oregon were just, blazing with the heat wave that they've got going on and then uh, we got a new article out of space.com that says uh, half of the country is going is facing an apocalyptic summer thanks for pointing that uh painting that rosy the picture there um yeah is, is hey, it that chastity, bad uh and uh whoa i don't know if i should have said that old thing and then i holland well <laughs> um so <laughs> Yeah, now they said uh, that about 91% of the West was in a drought as of June 22nd, with 55% experiencing extreme or exceptional drought, while two back-to-back heat waves exacerbated the drying of soils and vegetation, increasing the potential for wildfires. I even heard there's one wildfire out there somewhere called the Lava Wildfire. I was like, I barely caught a glimpse of it on the news. I was like, holy hell, a volcano's spewed yep. off over there um <laughs> where would that be uh there's somewhere in california i think and if i'm wrong please someone correct me um so then meanwhile water supplies are dwindling lake mead uh, the reservoir reservoir formed by the hoover hoover dam is the lowest it's been since the 1930s uh when it was first filled and california's reservoirs are 50 percent lower than usual for this time of year, of course, you know, especially since they're trying to save the trout, you know, uh, F the humans and let's save the trout. So, <laughs> you know, we like the trout better anyway. Um, there, there's part of a 22 year long drought in the Western U S and you don't think about it, but yeah, it's been going on for about 22 years. They say, which has not been seen for more than five, uh, 400 years prior to 2000. So do, you know, go back in that time machine. But the summer is likely to eclipse the drought of the last two decades, says Benjamin Cook, a climate scientist at NASA's uh, Goddard Institute for Space Studies. Um, and they said this is going to stand out even against, the, you know, the past 20 years because um, they're under La Nina conditions, uh, which were in place through the 2020-2021 winter. According to Scott Handel, you probably heard his name before. Um, during La Nina, surface temperatures in the eastern Pacific Ocean are cooler than usual. Little fun fact there, which tends to promote drier weather in the West. Um, the natural variation in Pacific temperatures is now in a neutral state. Neither La Nina or El Nino, uh, Handel told reporters on June 17th. Um, so, you know, if you, if you reverse it, then they would be getting a lot of rain, you know, to, 
and a lot of moisture that they desperately need. Um, but it's, it's the worst one uh, in the past 400 years. Then um, some, some of the data um, stretching back 2,000 years in some cases revealed that long, deep droughts occur even without the influence of climate change. A period between 800 and the, uh, between the year 800 and the 1500s in particular was marked by several long droughts. The most comparable today's 22-year-long uh, 22-year-long dry spell occurred. I'm going through a dry spell myself. Here, hold on a second. <laughs> uh, that story's drying me out. Uh, in the 1500s, and ultimately lasted 30 years. Back in the 1500s. So, I mean, it's not, I'm not uh, naive enough to think that um, we're not having, the industrialized uh, world is not having any negative influence on the climate, but they're pointing out that, look, the climate, you know, the earth has gone through this before, um, even before we had the added pollution that we have today. And it's, you know, and it's been worse in some cases, but man, they're, they're getting clunked over the head, you know. You had the Dust Bowl back in the day, and now, um, you know, water is, uh, water is going to be uh, worth, worth more than a barrel of ink, Donald Wayne, before it's all said and done. Well, that's saying something. Yeah, because I think ink is one of the most... Uh, um, Oh, well, I know it may not be one of the most, but it's up there in the top ten of most expensive liquids uh, in well, the world. I'm looking at uh, my little radar map now because I saw an article before the show as well that said, I think it said there was ten people have died in Canada because of the extreme heat. And I'm like, you don't think of Canada ever experiencing extreme heat, uh, extreme heat. but right now... In uh, I think this is British Columbia. It's 113 degrees in uh, in Canada, and in, in one of the cities uh, north of uh, Washington State. It's 109 degrees in several places in Washington State. Jeez. I mean, and this is, of course, I don't know what time is it out there. I guess it's. Uh, was it three hours difference? So it's only about eight o'clock at night. Maybe? So is it crazy? Is crazy hot there in Colorado too? Just uh, I guess you really don't think about that. Uh, you know, I didn't think that when I lived in Pennsylvania for a year, I didn't think about Pennsylvania getting hot. But you know, you get in the northeast states, and they don't have central AC. So if you don't have a window unit, and you go try and uh, oh, in Canada, just uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Go try and buy a AC unit for your window, um, say in Pennsylvania, right, BP? In Pennsylvania somewhere during the heat, middle of the summer. I could buy a truckload of those from Ollie's down here and sit on a flatbed up there and, and make 50% all day long um, and sell out in a heartbeat. Um, you know, well, I just. It's that bad. That's, that's a weird part of the country. You just don't think of it. I never thought it could get that, that hot in uh, Canada. Right. Uh, of course, you know, I've talked about it before. The, the summer that I left Texas to move out here to, 
to Georgia, it was 114 degrees was the hottest day that year in Dallas, Texas. And, uh, I didn't, you know, I guess growing up with it, I didn't really think it was that bad. But um, it, it probably wouldn't set too well with me right now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, all over Washington State, Oregon, uh, and Idaho. Idaho, it's a little bit... It's a little bit cooler in Idaho. It's only in the 90s. But that's, uh, and then right there on the coast, there's almost, you can see a front line running down through there. Then it's in the 60s, right on the coast, 60s and 50s. Well, I think we're going to get a low in, in for 68 degrees, I think, uh, tomorrow night, I think, into Friday. We're going to have a low of 68. Well, you know, we but, got that little tropical depression thing that yeah it dev- didn't do much i think it's, it got co- it's still it's still alive it's coming across the state yeah but it's not bringing as much rain as i thought it was going to be it's supposed to no. be this flooding event today and i'm glad it didn't happen but you know we've got plenty of rain but yeah that might that might bring us a little little cooler temperature than but yeah that's i mean i i never would have expected that out there I remember being in Tucson one time when it was like 110, but there was no humidity whatsoever. So you could burn in the sun, but I can't honestly say that I was uncomfortable being out in that that heat. Right. What's your favorite saying? It's a mess. (laughs) It's a mess. Yeah, um... And of course, I grew up without air conditioning too, Dennis Lee. So I didn't, I didn't even know what air conditioning was until I was. I mean, people had it. We just didn't have it. Uh, so I'm not so old that I don't, that air conditioning wasn't invented. But and then once, you know, I was spoiled. Once I got into air conditioning, uh, it's hard to go without it. Yeah. Well, you remember the other night, slightly asked about um, that Canadian bill, that C, C, what was it, C-36? I did find an article about it, and, you know, I'm beginning to think that Canadians are about as (laughs) bad as goofy as some of our our uh, politicians here in the United States. Um, evidently, now, there's been a bill similar to this for, I think since 2016, is I believe was what I read earlier. Uh, some of the stuff that I think Slightly was referring to actually was put into law uh, several years ago, but now they, they've wanted to stiffen those uh, laws and regulations against people, uh, especially in the uh, the realm of hate thought. <laughs> so that's what the bill, uh, as far as I can determine, is C-36 is about. Um, anyway, Kirsten, and they have liberals in Canada, too. Say the liberals, and this is from, uh, who is this from? Global News. I couldn't find anything on an American... Uh, network. So this is from Global News. The Liberals have introduced a bill to tackle online hate by amending Canada's 
Criminal Code and Canadian Human Rights Act. Bill C-36 would allow a person to appear before a provincial court with the Attorney General's consent if the person fears that another will commit an offense motivated by bias, prejudice, or hate based on race, national, or ethnic origin, language, color, religion, sex, age, mental or physical disability, sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression. What the hell is that? Or any other similar factor. Now, what would that be, Dennis Lee? I don't know. Gender, gender identity, or expression. Anyway, hmm. so the, the key thing that I, I picked out of that whole sentence was would allow a person, if the person fears that another will commit, will commit an offense. Doesn't say another committed an offense, but will commit an offense. So isn't that kind of like that, uh, uh, the movie we were talking about the other night where, you know. Oh, Minority Report. Yeah, where they were they were going yeah. under the assumption that someone was going to do something based on right. whatever information they had. Right. Um, anyway, the bill says hate is defined in the bill as the emotion that involves detestation. 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 I have to say that carefully. Or vilification. Mm. And that is stronger than dislike or disdain. So up from disdain or dislike, you go into detestation. <laughs> Did you or say disdain? What? Disdain. Disdain. No. Disdain. Disdain. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a vein popping in my head here. No. Oh Lord. Disdain. Oh Lord. <laughs> BP help. Hey Prophet. Hey Lyra. Hey support. Welcome. Um. Uh, so where was I? But hatred is not incited solely because it discredits, humiliates, hurts, or offends. In addition, the bill would amend the Canadian Human Rights Act to make it a discriminatory, pra discriminatory practice. Where's our Canadian friend? To communicate hate speech through the Internet where it is likely to foment, F-O-M-E-N-T, Dennis Lee, detestation, or vilification of an individual or group or of individuals on the basis of a prohibited ground of discrimination. What the hell did I just say? I don't know. Did you get any of that? Uh, I, I got a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got this, a lot of this it. This is their law. This is their law. It is an amended version of a controversial section that was repealed in 2013 amid criticism that it violated freedom of speech rights. These changes are designed to target the most egregious and clear forms of hate speech. speech. <laughs> I hate it when people you know, give me hate speech. It gets all over me. I have to get my speech oh, towel gosh. out. And get the spitch off. Have you ever had to get the speech off of your BP? Um. Uh, no. No, no, no. I don't. I, I don't I even it. want to go there because I don't think it could lead anywhere that would be easy to no. get out of. Uh, hate speech. 
<laughs> let me let me back up. These changes are designed to target the most egregious and clear forms of hate speech that can lead to discrimination and violence. That can lead to. They do not target simple expressions of dislike or disdain that pepper everyday discourses, especially online. Boy, there's a bunch of them online when I look at Twitter. Uh, Lamenti said the bill would improve the complaints process for victims of hate by following them to file a formal complaint with the Canadian Human Rights Commission. The bill would allow anyone to take action if they experience hate online, he said. Online hate is a reality. C-36 is an important first step to making our online public square as safe as the public square we walk in every day. Well, I don't know about you, but uh, you might want to clarify that if you're comparing it to the public square in Detroit or Chicago or Los Angeles or Washington, D.C., New York City. Right. Lamini said the bill would provide an avenue to reach those at high risk of being radicalized. Now, see all these words they're using. They're they're not really affirming that something's been done. They're talking about things that might possibly happen to reach those at high risk of being radicalized. Radicalized. I like a radicalize. Um, <laughs> it can go along with that spitch. You know. <laughs> if you don't get this radicalize out of here, spitch, I'm going to tell you what. Um. <laughs> okay. Are those at high risk of being <laughs> <I'm laughs> Let me. I'm going to write that down because I might want to. I'll put that in my um, Funkin' Wagnalls. Yeah, this is um, uh, Donald Wayne's. Uh, all, what is that? This is Donald Wayne's Rosetta Stone moment. Uh, you didn't know that. <laughs> We were going to have that tonight, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just wait till I start doing them in a foreign tongue. Um, oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> and assured that he would never play politics with our national security. Please don't uh, use the tongue. Oh, oh boy. This mm. bill was introduced after the House of Commons adjourned for the summer. So that's a good time to introduce a bill. Um. However, the conservatives question the timing of the bill's introduction and say that the liberals are only interested in political posturing ahead of the next election. This bill will not target hate speech, just ensure bureaucrats in Ottawa are boggled down with frivolous complaints about tweets. The Trudeau liberals are empowering a bureaucracy to subjectively restrict the rights of Canadians. So, you know, I guess we're not the only country with nut jobs running around trying to create laws right. uh, about things that you have to question. Uh, giving government an unelected tribunal bureaucrats even greater control over Canadians Canadians' expression will erode our fundamental rights. So, I, you know, it looks to me, now the way that I'm reading it, I could be interpreting it wrong since I, I, I have done that before, that they're 
say you somebody says something that you consider to be hateful speech towards you, like in a tweet or something, then you have this body, this governmental body agency that you can go to and file a complaint against that person. Hmm. Can you imagine how busy we would be here in this country if everybody that got upset about a tweet that may someone may insult them or say something ugly about them? Uh, uh, I mean, that would be never-ending. That would create a whole new branch of law in this country. Right. Uh, this, it, it ends up saying here, the folks that I represent, the people who are fearful for their lives, need to hear that the government of Canada will be there for them and will do everything it can to protect their safety and security and democratic participation. <laughs> so, mm. uh, I guess now we're going to protect people from hateful words. I mean, uh. well, they just if you want to protect them, shut down Twitter, shut down Facebook. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, you know, that's... And that one of the reasons that people love using that stuff so they can say anything they want to say, unless you're talking about conservative issues or conservative representatives, and then they shut you down themselves. But yeah, I mean, there's some there's some pretty wild stuff gets said on social media in this country, and I can't imagine. And I, I guess in a way we kind of do that here anyway, though, Dennis Lee. We just don't take it to the legal system, uh, you know the people who run Twitter and Facebook and some of the, some of these other uh, social media sites, they just, they do the job for you. They just take people down, shut them down, close their account or censor them. So maybe right. they don't, maybe they don't need the legal process here. No, I mean, well, you know, who needs legal process? Just throw that right out the window. I mean, could you really be upset by somebody that, you don't know that maybe didn't like something that you tweeted and then they said something ugly about you back you know they don't know you they're reacting to something maybe you tweeted about or or commented about and uh, I mean would that would that make you angry or would you feel threatened because somebody said something ugly back to you no I mean you gotta you know you gotta have a little bit thicker skin than that you know consider the source Right, right. Um, at the end of the day, you know what what is what is what they have to say going to do to you? Um, unless it's something that um, you know you can get them with a defamation lawsuit. So I mean, people have to watch uh, the lines that they cross. Hey, Ralph, thank hey, you Ralph. so much, sir. Yeah, Welcome thanks, Ralph. I appreciate it. Hey, you haven't given out the clap tonight. Won't you give the clap to Ralph? Oh, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, we've been. We've yeah. not had the clap. Oh, that's funny. When you when you Thanks. when you give out the clap, I get it in both ears. Um, that's <laughs> you get the you get the clap in both ears, Dennis yeah, Lee. Is you that have what to you're see saying? The doctor about that, Donald Wayne. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks, Ralph. We appreciate it. Uh, one one other thing. While I'm thinking about this this particular article, um, anyway, I wanted to look at that article because I I, I wanted to because slightly brought it up the other night, but uh, uh, watching Tucker Carlson tonight while I was eating, uh, he had he talked about, um, he's got evidence that the, um, oh gosh, now I forgot, 
which the government agency, not the CIA, NSA, I think it is, NSA, was monitoring his emails. And um, he got it from a source at the NSA, someone who remained anonymous, that Tucker Carlson was being monitored by the NSA, which they're not supposed to do, right? Because they're only allowed by law to monitor foreign uh, communications or foreigners. They're not allowed to spy on American citizens by law, even though we know that probably doesn't stop anybody in the government here in this country. Um, and he said that that person shared information with him that only could have been known by someone who was familiar with the emails that were being sent. So um, he talked about, right before the show, he he called uh, some representative of the NSA and tried to talk to them about it, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't divulge anything, and they didn't even admit that they were looking into his personal stuff, more or less. So um, he's got something going with that. He's he's not through with them on that, but probably won't go very far because all they have to do, and and the government is say it's a matter of national security, and that gives them carte blanche not to tell you anything else. So they say anyway. So, but yeah. we we know that. Remember back when Obama was president, and and they were using the IRS to spy on people, and all the all the personal things that were being done uh, through the IRS back at that particular time. That was a right. pretty big story. Yeah, but, it was a mess. Um, it's just it's just amazing, you know, what they're able to get away with, and. We wouldn't know these things today if it weren't for people. And I'm not. I'm not going to say everything that Fox News does is is great, and and that they don't get it wrong at times. But if we didn't have services like that and and other news uh, outlets around that uh, look at conservative viewpoints and uh, so forth, how much would go unnoticed? Are unseen in this country. How many things right. would the government get away with that we would never know about unless it affected you personally? Unless you know right. you saw a a uh, a black Chevy Tahoe parked out in front of your house every night when you went to bed, or something, <laughs> or followed right. you around town when you went places. So it's just it's just amazing what our government does. That they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And they they tend to pick on people who disagree with them about issues. Right. And I guess they can say, well, we consider this a threat because you know you people are talking about you know uh, things in the government that you shouldn't be talking about. Yep. All right. Yeah. Be careful yes, what you say in your emails. Indeed, indeed, um, BP. <laughs> uh, what a world, what a world. It's a mess. Yeah, indeed it is. I don't blame. 
Um, all right, so did the Canada thing. Did, uh, was there anything else? Oh, I, one other quick thing. Uh, did you see any of the Trump rally the other night? Uh, no, I did not, actually. I only got to I watch was, clips. I was newsless last night. So. You were what? Newsless. Oh, I thought you said nudeless. <laughs> Nude, N-U-D-E-L-E-S-S? Uh, no, no. Newsless. No, that goes along with that other story you had, or the, <laughs> the proclicision, or whatever you said that word was. <laughs> proclicision? That sounds like a procedure that I wouldn't... <laughs> uh, the doctor says I got to get a proclicision. I don't know Yeah, my... if I should. My proclitis is uh, uh, shifted. Wife well, said I need it in the worst way. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, it it seems like it was a um, uh, a pretty good rally. I I just saw clips that they were playing on various news shows. Uh, you would if you listen to it and you forget about where we are right now on the calendar. You'd almost think he was still president. But, uh, yeah, and he had people fired up, and people had all kinds of Trump hats on and signs and American flags. And I, I, I read one report that it was uh, watched by over 3 million people. I think it was on live on Newsmax, I believe. I'm not – I think that's where it was. But that's what they're claiming, that over 3 million people watched that rally. So soon to come to a location near you. Mm. My understanding is that they can they intend to continue having these rallies around various parts of the country uh, leading up to uh, the midterms next year. So we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be something special. <laughs> All right. Well, have you uh, got anything else on your ditto board? No, that's all for my ditto. Okay. Well, I guess if you want to go through the uh, the regulars, I'll uh, okay. I'll well. swing around here and <laughs> get something real quick while you're doing that. Okay. Well, uh, <clears throat> we uh, appreciate you coming to listen to us tonight um, and make sure to hit that follow button before you leave to get updates on upcoming shows um, to check us out. Um, you can also find our shows on um, Facebook at Tries Talk and we put all of our podcasts are on there. Uh, the mini pods are on there and uh, all the articles we use along with some uh, funny pictures as well. And that's Facebook at Tristalk. Um, and if you're a Twitter user, you can find us on Twitter at TristalkWGMoon. You can even email us at Tristalk69PTS at gmail.com um, to, you know, uh, give us suggestions uh, for the show, tell us some things you'd like to hear, you know, lodge your complaints, or send us pictures in that right BP. Um, <laughs> then you can find us on these other outlets at Spotify dot 
are Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Playa FM, all at TriStalk. Um, and then uh, we are on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 10 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone with many pods in between, and we greatly appreciate it. Thank you for being here. We love you. We couldn't do it without you. Um, thank you. Yes, we appreciate everybody spending some time with us tonight. And, of course, what is tomorrow night, Dennis Lee? <laughs> Wacky Wednesday. <laughs> Wacky Wednesday. Or hump day, depending on what part of the world you're in. Did you say wacky or wacky? Um, I think I said wacky. Okay. Right. I, I got to <laughs> You're in both of my ears, and I'm still having trouble hearing you. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, but we do appreciate everybody spending time with us tonight. And hopefully you come back tomorrow night and uh, we'll just, we'll, we'll be, we'll do crazy, stupid things on purpose instead of accidentally on Wednesdays. Yeah, we even might have some weird, uh, you know, pet tricks or something like that. I don't know. Pet tricks. Yeah. Are we, are we doing a visual tomorrow night? I don't know. Tune in and find out, folks. Mm. Uh, <laughs> who knows what'll happen? Okay. Well, I'm intrigued. Um, tonight's closing thought is from James Madison and it's probably appropriate for the time that we're in and James Madison said although well no, I won't go there there are more instances of the abridgment of the freedom of the people by gradual and silent encroachments of those in power than by violent and sudden usurpations isn't that what's going on today? Encroachment, yeah. encroachment of our freedoms by gradual, yeah, they're, and they're silent, encroaching yeah. on us indefinitely, encroaching like crazy. Yeah. All right, Dennis Lee. Let me let me uh, hit this, and if you want to grab the lights, we'll uh, huh? see everybody tomorrow night. Hopefully. All right. Well, I'm going to take the bulb with me. Y'all have a good oh, night. You need the bulb? I do. All right. I do. I do. S stay safe, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>